everyone, my name is Carly Ann, and I'm a health and wellness enthusiast who dropped out of grad school to travel the world and discover my real passion and desire for helping others. And if I'm being completely honest, I'm kind of just figuring it out as I go. I'm on an ever-evolving journey that is often messy, unsure, and a bit crazy at times, but I am choosing crazy over easy. Throughout each episode, I hope you find yourself inspired and motivated to love the journey you are on while also learning to appreciate when things feel like somewhat of a hot mess. Thanks again for tuning in. I am your host, Carly Ann, and this is the Crazy Over Easy Podcast. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Crazy Over Easy Podcast. We finally have somebody else hey, yo. on the episode with me. I think you, you guys have officially listened to probably like 15 episodes without anybody else. So you get to hear from both of us today. I'm back. You're back. I'm back. It's been a while. It's been a minute. You guys are probably also hearing the dogs in the background. I do apologize. Chevy is deciding to dig and hide his bone, or not his bone, his ball. Oh. I don't know if your guys' dogs do this, but he... Like, has his ball, and he'll intentionally put it into the tiniest little crack that he then can't get it from, and then, and he, then barks, he barks to get it. And so. whines, and yes. give him what he wants. So, if you guys follow me on Instagram, I asked a couple weeks ago just if you guys had any questions, whether it was about parenting, marriage, relationships, life, whatever it may be, and you guys sent in a ton of questions. They're, ton. Yeah, they're really good questions. We did kind of filter through just to make sure that we're not going to be answering multiple of like the same one. But a rapid answer. Yeah, what we're going to try and do is go through as many as possible and try to kind of do more of a rapid fire. Obviously, if there is something that we feel like we should talk more about, we will take a little bit longer on it. However, we're going to make it a little more rapid fire. And then if you guys are not aware, we do have some other Q&As, whether it was about the miscarriage, whether it was about um, we did one right after we had Caden. So kind of the very first like postpartum slash parenting opinion. So definitely just scroll through. I think I have them listed all as like Q&A with my husband. And then I'll also make sure to put them down in the show notes. How many episodes did you have? This is going to be like... I'm a bad husband. I should know this. 80-something. 80 episodes? Yeah. Man. I know. One a week since October of... Man, man. I got to listen to you for the next 80 years. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Well, on that note... (laughs) Um... First question. All right, let's get I'm going. Sure you studied you, the nerd that you are. You probably studied. I did all not. These questions. I did not. I literally wrote them down, and that was it. I promise. I did not study. How would I study? I don't have answers. So, all right. First question. Favorite thing to do together? Play dominoes. Oh, that's a good one. I was gonna say I would think. Remember Mexican train. Yeah. But I mean, just the two. I mean, we only do dominoes. Yeah. I was gonna say for me, I think. Travel is definitely travel, a huge one. Yeah. But on a travel with our dominoes. <laughs> yes. We actually have a uh, a domino set that we travel with, which it's been everywhere with us. We have two sets and then one one that we travel with and mm. then I guess that's the one we use all the time. But yeah. um yeah, so I would definitely say that and I think I think more so now, like you said, I'm sorry if you guys can hear Chevy panting. He's literally down here panting. Um yeah, I think a big thing for me also is just spending time together, which sounds so dumb, especially when you're like, oh, what's your favorite thing to do together? But probably I would say boat rides in the summer, like intentional boat rides, like, hey, let's grab yeah. a drink and go on a boat ride. Um, but yeah, for us, when we're going to... on the boat. So yeah. Fun. When we're going to play dominoes, that's us like turning off the TV and actually playing, which for us is fun. So, you guys, that's a hard question right now, I feel like, with COVID, because like, we yeah, wouldn't have done anything. Yeah, definitely... But I would say travel... But even before, we never really... I mean, we would go out to eat, Yeah. But, yeah. I mean. Um... Okay, do you guys have completely joint finances? Yes, yes. we do. Uh, next question of that is, does money cause points of tension? Who is more money aware? So just to kind of back up, we do have joint. Uh, everything is completely combined. Like, there's nothing that is separate at this point. When we first moved back from Club Med, we had one account where we each funneled money into yeah. it so that all of our expenses... Yeah, we didn't trust each other still. No. <laughs> I think it was also we didn't know. Like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. We knew that it's we wanted like to weird. eventually... That's like a big step. Yeah. To finally get a joint account. Yeah. For us, though, we didn't want to get used to having separate money to be like, hey, I need, you owe me for this, you owe me for that. Mm-hmm. We really wanted to just kind of have that pooled money of like, hey, this is where our groceries come from. This is where 
you know, cable, whatever. So that's kind of how we slowly did it. And then eventually it was just a literally it's a free for all everything, but we can't see each other's credit cards. So it's still nice. I mean, if I like physically went and looked at his, I could, but like if I buy him a gift kind of a thing, you know, so he can't see that, but he sees it coming out of the account. Um, and then I wouldn't say it causes any points of tension really. Um, no, as long as we got hot water. But you know what? We are renting our home. We don't have, you know, we're not, we don't have the headaches of a home, home ownership. I think we would love that just from a yeah. being that place in life. But I think that would cause a lot of tension. But we've done a really good job in this past year. Um, we've made separate accounts. We have a travel account. So one thing I did share on my story a while ago, and you guys loved it. Every time now that we get uh, money, whether it's from like for a birthday or a holiday or birthday, whatever. Easter. Yep. $20, whatever it is, all of those checks or cash, they go directly into a travel account. So that's really helped us with budgeting because you yeah. kind of, it's gifted money that you weren't preparing for, kind of. And yeah. so we put that into that account. What do you do for a living, Miamor? What do I do? I am a service tech for a family owned company called American Distributing Propane and Oil. And so. my boss happens to be my father in law. <laughs> Yes, Casey works for my parents, my dad. Um, so I guess what I, I mean, I deliver propane, like the bobtail trucks, like the tanker trucks, and uh, my primary duty is service tech. So I'll set tanks, um, do leak tests, service tech. Yeah. So, yeah. He's a hardworking man. Um, date night ideas. I kind of like this. It kind of goes back to the favorite thing to do together. One thing that we love doing, which Casey kind of brought up, dinner on the boat, which obviously not mm-hmm. a lot of people can do, but that for us, it's simple and you forget about it. We're like, oh, yeah, let's easy. You just get some takeout or yeah, takeout or whatever. And just, or if you guys are in your backyard, go outside, like make yeah. it an intentional dinner, if that makes sense. Like what we did for our anniversary, yeah. we got dressed up at home mm-hmm. and made dinner together. And like we make dinner every night, but it was just a different thing. Just different. We, atmosphere. Yeah, we also love going out for sushi. We haven't done that in probably two years, you guys, which me being pregnant and then yeah. everything closed down. But we used to go oh, out. Good sushi. Yeah, for wow. sushi. Um, my, what I really want to do, I told Casey, there's a, a lot of lighthouses around us. I really want to take our truck and just like make sandwiches and go and park out at a park at one of the lighthouses and just um, like eat lunch in the. Uh, Bed of the truck. Bed of the truck, yeah. Tailgate down. You guys, Chevster is breathing yeah. hard. I'm sorry. Do you have any other date night ideas? Um. We've done a lot in the past of going to arcades. Yeah. Literally every time we... I would just like to just like go to a movie. Yeah. Again, I know. You know. Just like go back to like the simple stuff. Like yep. Simple life. Yeah. I do love... Like, extravagant or anything. Hint, hint. I love when you like plan a date night. So just, you know. Anything for you, love. (laughs) Okay. How and when did y'all decide when you wanted to start trying for a baby? So there was a lot of questions about this. Like, how do you know when you're ready? Uh, This exact question. When did you know you want to start trying? Um, It's definitely like a science. I mean, you, I mean, you obviously know your body and your menstrual cycle. And I just... So the other question was, just, to go I, with this, how were you with trying to conceive? I think I was spot on. Well, <laughs> you know, like, were you apprehensive to it? Were you ready for it? Were you... Uh, we, were, we were both ready for it. Yeah. It was definitely... Sure. I, you guys, it's... I mean, it's a big... I mean, you have to be... Yeah. But, like, going... So, I mean, we're going back and be, forth. I wouldn't... Like, we... What we knew was was the right time yeah for us it was the right there's never a perfect time but yeah. for us we felt like we were in a financial place where we felt comfortable bringing a kiddo into the world whether it meant the hospital bills whether you know whatever that was we felt comfortable with that we also felt like we didn't know with my endometriosis how long it would take for us to get pregnant obviously we had a miscarriage like yeah. we didn't we didn't want to wait until we were 100 percent ready because I mean, we both believe God has, like, that timeline for us in terms of when things are going to happen or when we're going to be blessed with that little one. And so for us, it was kind of just, hey, we're ready to shift into that next season. And I think a lot of us forget, too, 
you make the baby, like the baby is in you for nine months. So it's not like you get pregnant and baby's there tomorrow. You do have that time. And it almost feels like an eternity. It's like oh, once yeah. you are pregnant, you're like, yeah, cool. Now I'm just going to wait for yep. nine yeah. months. And I think in terms of our relationship with us being ready, we were, and another question later on, we were so slow in our in our relationship steps that when we got married, it was like we were 1,000% ready for marriage. And I would hope everybody's that way, mm-hmm. but I think just we were so slow to do things that, you know, I feel like we were ready because we had had the hard conversations. We yeah. had had m- multiple years with each other in... We lived together. Yeah, we diverse settings. And not that like, you have to live together, but we knew. Yeah, well, I mean, if you're going to marry... Yeah. Marry a person, you gotta you gotta live with them. You're stuck with them. Well, some people don't believe that. Yeah. So, and that was what we wanted, and it worked great for us. But, I mean, in my opinion, I think Casey with trying to conceive, I think you thought it was a little weird. Like to actively, you guys, to go your entire life trying not to get pregnant. Yeah. And yes, you're still doing the same act, but like <laughs> now you're like, wait, did we just make a baby? Yeah. So it was more of this like. And it's like a waiting game. Yeah. One one piece of advice I would say, like, try and keep it fun and interesting. I think a lot of us women, we get so wrapped up in, like, yeah, oh, my gosh, here's my cycle. So here's this. Yeah. We never used ovulation tests. I just kind of TMI. But from the day I ended my cycle, we just, for the next two weeks, it was like, okay, whenever we have the opportunity, every other night kind of a thing. So just kind of or letting it. Hour. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know that I actually found out they said that you're supposed to do it every yeah, other day. Yeah, every other day. So yeah, yeah, to let you guys build up. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, well, you put Caden into swimming classes. We do intend on doing that. Um, a lot of the classes around us were canceled. We do really want to. We live on a lake, so that actually is something I think we would love to do. Um, I'm going to let you answer this one. How did you work through being on different pa- being on being on different paces, pages? Her boyfriend takes things so slow compared to her. So, like... How did you work through being on, like, a different pace? How did I work through being on a different pace? Us. I guess you can't. It's yeah, me. Yeah, it's definitely it's you. It's so I'm me. trying to catch up to you. He, honestly, you guys, it was not easy because he just continued at his pace. Yeah. So, he didn't have to, quote-unquote, handle anything. I had to handle it. And I think, for me, ultimately, I had to kind of make that hard decision of... Is this who I want to be with, or is this who I want to see where it goes? Like I had to be the one to kind of be like, "Is he worth it?" Yeah, like yeah. I know it sounds bad, but I wasn't getting enough from him. But I, we finally did have a few conversations where I had to be very blunt, blunt and I was yeah. just like, "Do you want this?" Like, and I was like, "I see," because we were living in Clement, and I was like, "I yeah. see you at home on the couch with me. I see us making dinner," and he was just like. You do? Like, and it was one of those... I just never... I didn't really think that far ahead. Yeah. Which is obviously scary. I'm definitely... I was a live-in-the-moment kind of guy. (laughs) I like the frustration that builds up when I hear that. Because you are. I was. But I'm happy now that that's how it is. But in all honesty, you guys, I had to be the one to be able to handle it. And I had a lot of internal issues I think because I thought he was going slow because he was doubting me maybe or like second guessing if I was the one but well we've talked about it in another podcast you had said how women oftentimes don't realize like men have insecurities as well and you guys have that fear of being shut down or pushed aside oh my gosh do you guys hear our dogs you guys all day to do that now I want to do it now I know right um, how did you get through the communication differences? How did I get through the communication differences? They are asking us. How did we get through the communication differences? Um, you just kind of got it out of me, really. I mean, you, this, because you're not one to let, like, you're not one about silent treatment. Mm-mm. Like you, and it's just like a feeling that you have, like, there's like, t- kind of, like you feel the tension. Mm-hmm. And so I would just let that build up and I would just say, oh, it'll all go it all blow by, you know, give it like a day or two, but I'm it was, yes, st- you're very stubborn, both very stubborn, but it was just unhealthy and just like, just ate at me and I, and I hated it. And cause that's just what I did in the past. I was just like, ah, it all blow over, whatever. I'll just hold it in and, you know, hopefully it doesn't explode out of me. 
but um, you would just ask me, you, you, what's wrong? What's going on? And you knew there was something wrong because we could just sense it from each other. Yeah. And so you allowed me to be more comfortable and just sharing my feelings and, you know, even like after dinner or during dinner, just kind of telling you how my work day went. And um, so. What do you think, like, I mean, for me, because how sometimes, you know, we would get into not even an argument, but like we something would happen and you wouldn't want to approach it for like four days and then yeah. it was two days and mm-hmm. then it was a day. Yeah. Like what was that in you, though, that kind of allowed you to make that switch? Just like I said, it just it's not worth it. At some it's, point, it's, we're going to talk about it. Exactly. So. It's at some point we're going to talk about it. So what's the point of waiting four days, just aging myself, holding it in and analyzing every little thing instead of just coming outright with it right yeah. then and there. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's I think just, a big thing with our communication too, though, is like, I don't want to say understanding when we're wrong, but kind of, because I know for me, there's times that I am stubborn and I hold a grudge and I am expecting Casey to be able to have that conversation with me. And I think sometimes the conversation can't even start until I'm able to be like, Hey, I, I get it. I have been, X, Y, and Z, or I have been holding you to this expectation or whatever. Like, I know sometimes I put things in my head because of maybe insecurities or struggles or my own frustrations with my day, and sometimes I, like, let that pour over to you. So I think the communication goes both ways. Like, as much as I want Casey to be able to open up and talk about it, I need to also be able to make my, my... the conversation I want to have, I need to be able to articulate my emotions and thoughts a little bit better as opposed to just, I'm holding this grudge mm-hmm. until you, yeah. you know, I have to kind of make it make sense, I guess. Um, but if you guys do, if you are in a relationship where you have those communication differences or previous, you know, if you guys are at different paces, I don't think that's abnormal. I just think, unfortunately, those are the things we don't see in society. Like, people don't talk about it. Um, different doesn't mean bad. I think for the longest time, I thought that certain things in a relationship had to be 100% compatible because that's how you have that Nicholas Sparks love or that's how you have that fairy tale story. And... I don't want to say, like, just make it work with whoever you're with, because that's obviously not healthy either, but understanding the different types of communication, right? So Casey would never approach me to talk, but I think I also had to get better at, hey, this is how I'm feeling, mm-hmm. and, like, kind of open the door for communication. Yeah. And but, when you would sense something, you would kind of let me have yeah. my space in a way. Yeah, for sure. And also, huge note, you taught me, don't go to bed angry. Yes, that was one of the biggest things that we... That's, like, our one thing we said before we got married. sleep over it. Mm -hmm. Like, there's times when we are laying in bed, and we will have both been... sleep pretty easy. (laughs) You sleep through anything. But, like, we will be laying in bed, and both of us are just like, okay, turn the light on. Like, we, I'm not going to sleep right now, because my anxiety's through the roof. Um, Okay. How... Does Casey respond when you're feeling insecure or not enough? That's a good question. I don't know if you really ever thought about that. Like, how? whenever I'm having an insecure moment or I don't feel like I'm enough, I'll how do you, you usually respond? I'll hug you, bite your neck. Shut up. No, you do not. Tickle your ears. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you're creepy. Um, this one, I think, is a hard one for you to even answer yeah. because I... I even still struggle with letting Casey know when words I'm feeling... Of, words of encouragement. Yeah, like, I don't really... One thing is, is I don't want him to... Not that I don't want you to see me as weak, but, like, I don't want it to constantly be this, like, oh, I'm inse- feeling insecure, oh, I'm feeling insecure, oh, I'm mm-hmm. feeling insecure. Like, I genuinely, when I have the conversations with him, I really, really prepare for the conversation. It's like, hey, I haven't been feeling my best lately, or I've been really struggling... I need you to know. And he's very receptive. Like, you are very receptive about it. But I do think that if you make your... This is my personal opinion. But if you make your insecurities the center of your relationship, I really think that your significant other loses their ability to just communicate with you in a um, meaningful way, if that makes sense. I don't want Casey to... I don't want you to tell me I love you or you're beautiful or champ, you're looking good. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want you to say those things because you know I need to hear them. I want them to come from a place that you genuinely just said it because you're thinking it. Mm-hmm. And so for me, 
I I think that if I'm constantly harping about my insecurities, I think it's one thing to open up to about them. Like you're very well aware of things that I'm insecure about. I so I think I guess that's the the thing is that I I am I don't want whenever we get into arguments or I feel like hey like I need more like I always mm-hmm. will say things like I need more. I also tell him, like, I don't want him to give me more just because I'm asking for it. Like, I want it to be genuine. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like you respond well. Because sometimes it's like, I'll say it, and then you still don't do anything. I'm like, are you kidding me? I literally gave you, like, the cue to do something. But you wouldn't do it if it wasn't genuine. Yeah. That's not how I work. Yeah. I also think that... That's a good question. Yeah, that is a really good question. Because I don't really know how you respond. All right, guys. To be continued. Yeah, he's got to do some work. Best marriage advice you would give? Don't go to bed angry. Don't go to bed angry. <laughs> yeah, that's a big one for us. Yeah. That's probably our biggest marriage advice. That's what we definitely both agree on. Mm-hmm. Favorite quality about each other? I love your patience. Yeah. Yeah, but it's so weird because like I really? would, I'd, yeah, I'd I wouldn't I would patience with everybody else, but I don't patience with myself. No, you don't have patience. Like if he does, his like his fuse is so short in the weirdest situations. But then like with Caden or the dogs, it's insane how patient. Like you are so patient with them. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, it's good. It's great. Yeah. I mean, I'd, <laughs> I'd rather have it than I'd rather that and not the other way around. Yeah. yeah. And then I think like the other one is your loyalty. I don't like when she does. Your loyalty to other people. Like you're definitely, I think I haven't said that in our marriage, but like you're loyal, to, loyal a fault. to a fault. Mm-hmm. I'd say with you, um, definitely like your competitive competitiveness. Like when we, like even like in Dominican, like we give each other crap. Like we'll play ping pong and I'll just kill you. Oh, BS, I beat you twice. What? Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. And then uh, just playing horse, playing okay. basketball, volleyball. It's just because I think athletics is, activities are just a big part of our life. And so I can, you know, do that with my wife. I think that's pretty cool. Mm, thanks. And when you get your giggle train, I love that. My giggle train. Yeah. Sometimes I get the giggle train, you guys, and I cannot stop. I make you spit out your water. I mean, it makes, makes me feel good because I'm pretty funny. <laughs> You're not that funny. What are your love languages and how do you work through the differences? The love language? Mine is... Your acts of service. Yeah, as I say, acts of service. I'm words of affirmation and quality time. Yeah, acts of service for me for sure. You guys, we dated for how many years and we are two and a half years into marriage and we still struggle with this. Yeah. It would be a good... Like if you're... I think a good... um, advice is when you are like in a relationship like starting out maybe to, to identify to each other like what your love language actually is yeah that's a great suggestion yeah because we we actually went through it right before we had Caden yeah because we knew that we would have less time for each other which is obviously it's hard but we went through it and we're like that's when we kind of identified we both knew but we also didn't identify it with one another yeah. and now that we have Caden that time with one another is so restricted. And so that's been hard since we've had him, I think, is, you know, I need words of affirmation and mm. quality time. Probably going back to insecurities yeah. and, you know, but he'll come home and bless his heart, like, you know, do all the outside work and he will fold the laundry and all this stuff that's, you know, wash the dishes, all these things that are so amazing. But I overlook that, like, that's his way of showing love. Whereas I'm like, yeah, and even now, just thinking about it now, just we forget about it. Yeah, like, like what love language you are? Because mm-hmm. uh, we do our own. Yeah, exactly. So like I'll leave you yeah. notes places. <laughs> yeah. I'll send you sweet texts, yeah. and I'm like, great, I'm filling up my own love language. <laughs> uh, and then the house is a disaster, and I've not filled up any acts of service. I planted plants, guys. She she did. I planted. They plants. are still holding their color. <laughs> it's been one day now. They're gonna now who's going to water them? I will. I saw you do it today. 
I'll do the it. top ones because it's they're the gonna rain. thrive. It's gonna, they're gonna thrive. Go figure in the northwest. <sighs> okay, what's the biggest struggle in your relationship, and how do you overcome it? I probably maybe say our different love languages. Yeah. Because, like I said earlier, yeah, I always like whenever I'm in a, a funk, I'll let him know like I need more. Yeah. And that's what's so hard is like I don't know exactly what I need more of, but you're just such a like easy go with the flow guy. You're not. You're not an affectionate person. You're not a very, like, yeah. you know, I have to, like, remind him, like, does he love me? Like, I know he loves me, but you're not, like, a mushy-gushy guy. No. You're so not Nicholas Sparks. I fall, I watch Nicholas Sparks' movie, and I'm like, isn't this what we're supposed to have? <laughs> <laughs> no, so I would definitely say the biggest struggle is different think, love languages. Yeah. Also, too, maybe, I think procrastination sometimes we... yeah. That's true. Cause then Especially it, like like real life, like yeah. adulting things mm-hmm. and stuff that... Starting for retirement. Instance, yeah, like starting my retirement, I could have done years ago, yeah. but it's I got a late jump on it. It's yeah. just the things that get overlooked, have it written down, but it's just like not acting upon it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that... Well, it's, and it ends up being house stuff, right? Like yeah. something that's sitting on the counter that, oh yeah, I'm going to put that and yeah, it just yeah, sits yeah. there, right? And then so then it just ends up being this... Exactly. Then like, you stow it away stupid conversation. It. Yeah. All right. Love this one. Tips to improve marriage with five-month-old and hubby working 80% of the week with various shifts. Okay. I love this. And one thing that I think has been great for Casey and I is establishing a morning routine and a night routine. Routine Be- is yes. key. We did not do this. We, we started the nighttime routine probably about three months in. Like, we got really into the bath bottle bed. Mm-hmm. Like, Casey comes home from work, and he does evenings. That also allowed me to either make dinner, or I just knew that when he... Wa- it wasn't like walking the door, hand him the baby. That's mm-hmm. something I've had to really work on, is he's still coming home from a full jo- full-time job. But we have really established an evening routine and a morning routine. And one other thing that I do love is... in. The- Every Friday morning, Casey takes the full morning. So typically, Casey will, like, get little man out of bed and do his diaper and, like, get him all ready for, you know, the day kind of a thing. I'll do bottle, and then he just kind of plays with himself while we're preparing lunches for the day. (laughs) Caden plays with himself. Yeah. I mean, it's just funny the way you say it. He kind of just plays with himself. He does. He just sits there. I don't know. So, but now, every Friday morning, we just started this probably, like, Two or three months ago. Yeah. Which I think if you guys can establish early on, it was really nice to know that every Friday morning, I basically until, you know, 7.10-ish, because Casey has to leave, leave, has to leave for work at 7.30, Casey takes the full morning. So, I mean, little man now has gotten better, so he mm-hmm. usually sleeps till 6.30 or 7, so it's not too much on Casey, but just to know that I don't have to do anything is also just a mental freeing thing. So I think our biggest or my biggest piece of advice would be set those routines. That would be a tip. And as a mom, ask for help. I didn't didn't tell Casey what I needed. Yeah, definitely. Do not be afraid to ask for help because it's, it's a team effort. Champ is my teammate and we're in this together. And it's like, if you need help, just ask it's that easy yeah and then also make time for just the two of you you know even when baby is down like we were talking about just to go outside and have a drink or even eat outside Mm -hmm. and just kind of switch it up um you know date night i was gonna say i was going back to date night one thing that we used to do when we worked in club med which any of you guys it's super simple get some candles like just the nonsense just tea light candles and we used to do we'd put a big blanket on the ground and make a bed on the ground but we would roast marshmallows we would just get Mm -hmm. all the fixings for marshmallows get on a great movie and it was on our laptop like we literally were living in like a hotel room basically smaller than a hotel room and yeah we would and the bed is three feet away we'd Mm -hmm. sleep on the floor with and we'd roast marshmallows like that's also a super simple one and if you have a little one and you don't have you know, the means to go out, like, with childcare and whatever, turn your house into a fun little mm-hmm. movie night. But, yeah, we used to always do that. We'd roast marshmallows and literally go to the store and get all the fixings, which was really fun. Um, okay, advice you wish someone told you both when you were a young couple? 
advice when we were a young couple? Yeah. For me, it definitely is. Um, it's not going to unfold the way you have planned. I'm an idealist. I'm a fairy tale girl. So for, I think that's one piece of advice is I always say waiting is the hardest part. Don't try and predict what's going to happen or don't try and predict what's supposed to happen. Do not compare it to a previous relationship in terms of timing or of, Mm -hmm. you know, how you think things are going to unfold or how you think things might blow up. I think sometimes you just assume that your relationship's going to go to shit because your last one did at that same time or whatever it is. Yeah, it's, it's hard, but yeah, you can't compare your previous relationships. And yeah. try not to bring up the ex too much. Yeah. <laughs> when, you, when you know damn well that he has moved on. <laughs> you would get telling me something? <laughs> I do struggle with that. Um, I think, though, with that one, you know, I, I'm sure a lot of us can. We look at our parents, right? That's typically the relationship that you look to because that's the one that we're probably all the most familiar with. Um I also think that advice, you know, a story that has been written, like in your, it maybe you don't have healthy relationships that you followed, or maybe you have unbelievable relationships that you have followed and looked up to. Mm-hmm. Allow yours to be your own. That's something that, like, we always, you know, I always say, you know, I don't want so and so's marriage, or I want this yeah. for our marriage. So I think for a young couple, whether you are just dating, don't. Don't be the person that they need you to be. If that, like, make yeah, sure you're yeah, still yeah. you because don't lose yourself. Yeah, I think that's something that a lot of us start to kind of mold into that person. That if we love them, we're like, oh my gosh, I know they like this. Or I know yeah. they like that. They fell in love with you, and I think that that's really important to hold on to. Don't go to bed angry. Don't go to bed angry. Ideally, how many kids would you want in total? I think two. Two would be... Ideal. Two, yeah. But if we had twins, then we would obviously... Three. Yep. And then... <laughs> I know. But we also have talked about in the future maybe fostering. Yeah. So, um, yeah. We don't really know where our plan is, but we even said today how we just feel so blessed to have Caden. Mm-hmm. So if that's all that we are able to have um, biologically, then, you know, we, we feel very thankful. So, yeah. Definitely... At the moment, we will be having more in the future, Mm -hmm. if that is what... Sounds like a plan. Yeah. How did you deal with anxiety in your pregnancy after a miscarriage? So on this one, I definitely have multiple podcasts about... um, Like, I did a trimester one update, second trimester update, and a third one. And in each of those, I kind of reflected back on the previous pregnancy so definitely listen to those if you are pregnant or if you are struggling with miscarriage um I also have a full podcast on the miscarriage but um it was a constant battle for me of just choosing joy over fear I mean there were multiple nights that I would just reach over and grab Casey's hand and I was like please say a prayer because like I would just be having a panic attack um but I really looking back on it I really wish I would have I tried to embrace as much as I could, but, like, I didn't take a single photo until week 17. So, like, I wish I would have, I don't know. Doc- time around? Yeah. yeah. Just, like, documented it a little bit more. Because yeah. we documented so much with the first, first one. Yeah. And then I just don't have much with Caden. Yeah. So that was, I think, how my anxiety took over. So I think fear is always going to be there. I Like, I've been telling you, I'm having Still. really weird fear now about another miscarriage. And I think it's just because yeah. I didn't really process our miscarriage because we got pregnant so fast with Caden. So, you know, I was seven weeks pregnant all of a sudden. And so I didn't really have that time to process it. And now that we're like, mm-hmm. oh, the second kiddo is within reach yeah. of trying. And just even getting past that, that week when you did have the miscarriage. And oh, so yeah. with Caden, it was like getting past that. Then it's like, good Lord. Then we have a whole nother, you know, like months and months ahead of us that we still have like it's still possibly something going wrong yeah i mean yeah you're past the original week of the first miscarriage but i mean god you have so many other weeks that anything can happen it's like such a but now he's here and we still have anxiety like i think no matter what you guys i think the second you get pregnant 
I think we're gonna we're parent you worry for the rest of your life. Like wired to worry. We are wired to worry. We were even talking to Casey's mom. Oh my mother, she still she still worries about us. Yeah. We'll be whenever we go over to and stay the night over there, if we are out in their shop, like we Mm -hmm. are literally fifty feet from her bedroom and we're playing pool or something. She'll she'll sleep with her bedroom door cracked open until we're in the bedroom. Like she's just, you know, little mama bear. So I think that that's another thing that I never really realized was, yes, you get you want to get to that point of having that healthy baby and going through the delivery, but I think we're wired to worry for yeah. the rest of our life. But it is a genuine fear, and just know that you are entitled to those emotions. I think that's something a lot of people think that they just have to push aside. You do not. If you're mm-hmm. having those anxious feelings or that fear, it is normal. Uh, but try when you can to find the joy um, in the new story. What has been your favorite part about being a dad and watching Carly become a mom? My favorite part is I feel like every day. I think the favorite part is waking him up in the morning. Mm, and then he that. does his little strut out to you. I think that's one of the highlights. It's just a great way to start off the day. Um, you know, it is the morning time. And, you know, it could just be during my workout. He'll wake up and, you know, I'll stop everything and. Champ says, "Amore, he's up. Do you want to get him or you want me to get him? I'll get him. And so, yeah, going to wake him up and seeing just just smiling. The kid. Uh, and every day. Like I right now, I want to go in there and wake him up just to <laughs> see his smile. But, yeah, he just brings so much joy. So I think that's just so exciting for me. And it's just like every day you see a little bit of change, mm-hmm. like, or even improvement. Just today seeing him crawl and not dragging his pirate leg you yeah. know it's it's like stuff like that like something that we made like came out of you and like just to see him just getting bigger and bigger and just attentive and just mm-hmm. catching things yeah like he's li- a little human yeah like it's surreal mm-hmm. so I, I think that's just the exciting part is just his development also and watching Carly become a mom. Oh, <laughs> the main part. Yeah, watching you with him. I mean, it's just the way he loves on you. And when you send me photos when I'm at work, when he finally falls asleep on you and how, yeah, he's not the easiest. I mean, he has his days, which is a lot of days. But just to see you and... I don't like to see how you worry a whole lot, but it's just, again, like, it's going back to you being a mother and us being parents. We are going to worry. Yeah. Um, One thing I think that's been pretty awesome is I feel like we're both still You've been a mother to two dogs, so. Oh, my gosh. You've been a mother for a while. Yeah. If you guys have fur dogs, you are a mother. But, yeah, I feel like for me it's so awesome when I get to see you walking around with him. Like, we're in the Dominican. I felt like I, I think also, you know, being in Club Med, that just reminds me of how we started, but then to have our kid, and so to see you with him, it was really nice to still feel like we were us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you were you, it wasn't, obviously you changed becoming a parent, but, um, I don't know, I like that. Okay, what's the, this is a good one. What's the best way for Carly to ask for help without sounding like nagging, or for you to not take it defensively? Or for you not get defensive. It's the best way. So like a while ago I was talking on my story how I I don't want to correct you. You know mm, what I mean? Like with yeah, parenting. Yeah, yeah. You're gone all day long and I'll figure something out during the day. I remember when he was younger. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, I found out yeah. that if you put the passing yeah, in and whatever. If you it's put like, the square peg in the square <laughs> hole, it works out better. You know? like if, yeah. yeah. And so it was kind of how... It's like, yeah, so I would say, yeah, just just like that prime example right there. Like, I tried this, or I heard about this. We should try this. Not just like, oh, you need to do it this way. It's yeah. not like you need to, or it should be done this way. It's kind of like, we should try this. I mean, I think that'd be yeah. a lot. It's good parenting as well. I mean, well, and like, so earlier I was also saying, like, ask for help. What is the best way? Like, because I know for me, like, it can sound like nagging, but I also feel like it also makes me sound like I'm defeated, which Mm. I am. So what is the best way for me to ask for help? You really have to always start out with, hey, Amor, Amor, 
you know, because it mm. can, like, I totally agree, it can come off as nagging. Because there's yeah. days where I'm so, my fuse is gone, and I'm like, I need you to do this, you know? Yeah. But how do you ask, like, how would me asking for help? Starting off, being like, what do you think about this? Or how would, I don't know. That's a, that's a good question. Yeah. I think a big thing was when I knew I needed a morning routine, and I needed more help. Yeah, yeah. And so... I think I had to approach it from the sense of, like, I'm losing a sense of self. Like, yeah. I I need help. So I think, I mean, obviously this is more of an answer for Casey, but I think the way I approached needing help, especially with routine in the morning and evenings, the way that I tried to do it, I didn't want it to be like, well, you're gone all day and not parenting. Uh, so you're now... Not making me feel guilty. Yeah. Because I, I, I think... You know, we all need a break, and I've said that in previous episodes, and I forget sometimes that Casey needs a break. Just because he's gone all day and he's not parenting doesn't mean that he's on a break. However, I think it's also very important to understand if you are that parent that is gone all day, the person that is home all day Mm -hmm. is struggling in their own way, especially with a new kiddo. So, yeah, I think for me it was just asking for help and not making him feel guilty i think that's mm. a big way that's a good question good, yeah really good those are really good questions um how okay the kind of same thing how to best share the workload of a little one create routine routine i mean you have to in my opinion we didn't at first which like, you wouldn't figure know out how. a routine early and obviously it'll alter you know as mm-hmm. you know your child grows but for the sake of your and your significant other's relationship yeah. A routine can easily just make things so much mm-hmm. smoother. Because then you know what to expect. So, like, right yeah. now we know in the mornings, Casey gets a little man out mm-hmm. of bed. And that takes, you know, five or ten minutes. I make the bottle. Like, we just have. Yeah. And it do- it doesn't happen right away. And like Casey said, it is constantly changing. Mm-hmm. Caden's bedtime has changed so many times. And now we're, like, he's doing solid foods now. So now it's, okay, how we feed him? Yeah. And then let's play with him. And then we'll do bath. And then we'll do bottle. So it's. But it's also, again, going back to the previous one, when when schedules are changing, I also am like, hey, how do you feel about this? Like, what if we fed mm. him solids and then played with him and then did bath, bottle, bed? Because yeah. bath, bottle, allow bed is his trigger. About, allow me to think about it and maybe put in my two cents as opposed to like, hey, oh, we're going to do this yeah. now. Like, this is the schedule we're doing. This is what we're sticking to. Yeah. Okay. So I don't have a say in it? Or- yep. And I think that's also another thing is asking, you know, I think if you are the mom, you kind of know where you need help. But then it's also checking in with the dad of, like, what do you enjoy doing? Like, Casey enjoys bath time Mm. because typically Caden's awesome and he's fun. (laughs) But, you know, we there's also things that we're both just kind of like, ah, you're not going to be here for this or, or whatever. So sharing the workload for us has been all about routine. And even when he was first born, mm. I would make sure that I pumped at least one or two bottles so that Casey would take the hours of, like, 8 p.m. until 1 a.m. And so even if I had to get up to pump, if Caden ever woke up during those windows, mm. Casey had him. And then I had anything after that because Casey obviously had to get up and go to work the next day. And so, um, yeah, just be – and you're going to – it's going to change, guys. The second you have a routine, it's going to change. Now that little one might be sleeping until 3 a.m., and then it's just on the mom, and so then mm-hmm. it's kind of like, okay, little one is sleeping till 3 a.m. now, so can you do the first morning feed? You know, so it's adjusting those things so that it really can become two people. Um, so, yeah, hopefully that helps a little bit. Do you guys ever have big blowouts or fights? If so, how do you get by? Mm. I don't think we've ever had, like, a huge fight. The one time I remember is when we were in Turks, when we um, just got back from Japan. Oh, yeah. And that was, like... I went to the casino. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't didn't talk for, like, two or three days of that trip. That was, yeah. We stayed in the same room. I know. Awkward. I literally... We were on the beach, and I literally looked at him, and I was like... Because we were moving home. Like, we were down with Club Med. We were moving home. And I literally said, we're going left or we're going right. I was like, I hope this works out. And Casey said, don't say hope. That means you have doubt. 
And I said, I do have doubt. Like I, And again, this goes back to him just being so slow. <laughs> I had no idea what his intentions were. And I was like, I need to know there's a future here. Like I'm not just mm. dating you for two and a half years to just date you. And I was so frustrated because I went back to insecurities too of like, yeah. do you see a future with me? So I wouldn't say we've had like... Hu- I know we can maybe... Uh... We've had definitely... You can't even, yeah, you can't even count on one hand. Like No. We've but really... we've had definitely, like... You guys, we've been in a funk I've, many times, yeah. even since having Kate. A lot of came, funks. A lot of funks. And those are hard. I think those are worse than a fight, in my opinion, because... because yeah, those drag on. Drag on. And it's usually... I will be the one to, like, bring it to the attention. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I hold, the like, the blame for a long time. Yeah. But then I think we end up realizing, like... Mm-hmm. Something has to change. Um, but I think a lot of relationships, you go through these ruts, and they are so hard to pull out of. Like, when you get in a funk, oh, they are so hard. But yeah. I think it's also, you have to find the, what's what's the underlying mm. issue. Because it's usually not, for us, it's usually not, it's little things. Yeah, yeah. And then it's just this. When you don't connect with your person... It is awkward. Yeah. And it's uncomfortable. And but it happens. I mean, mm-hmm. I think we both can admit. We've had our funks. Mm-hmm. This last year a lot. Somebody wants to know about boat life because they just bought a sailboat. Awesome. Casey was chief of beach and chief of sailing, so he's all about sailboats. That's so cool. That that's like one of my I think on my bucket list is to like set sail somewhere. Or just like an actual sailboat. Yeah. I think it'd be so cool. But yeah. scary. scary. Like, I would be terrified. Especially. I've seen too many movies. Out there, yeah. If yeah. something were to happen. But that's awesome. Yeah. So cool. What type of sailboat? I want to know if it's like one for the lake or yeah. an actual sailboat. Like sea, yeah. Yeah. Skiff, yeah. But we love boat life, though. We yeah. Have, we love have it. Love wakeboard the water. boat, though. So. We got, your parents got a sailboat. Yeah, they have a sailboat. It's a Hobie. Yeah. That was the first time I ever sailed it was in Club Med. And then I just learned how to sail and loved it so much. And then when I transferred to, got sent to Turks and Caicos, they had windsurfing there, which is by far one of the hardest sports I've ever had to pick up. But once I got it, it's, oh, it's such a great adrenaline rush. Yeah. So much fun. I think my advice for boat life is get out as much as you can. We yeah. We sometimes kick ourselves like why didn't we go out for the 30 minute boat ride like go out for the 30 minutes Mm -hmm. don't feel like you have to have all this time carved out so um a couple more questions and these are great questions so how do you have those hard topic conversations like how do we you're usually the one that brings it up yeah how but i but i think that you're the one that has to receive it so how do you deal with it because you you sometimes shell up and you get annoyed sometimes yeah but I usually break out of my shell. You do. I just for me, I need time to let my thoughts like process and have my rebuttal ready for you because you just come hard at me, and if I have no response, then it's. I think the hard topics I bring up it's because I we love routine. Obviously, we've been talking about it, but we also hate routine, and we get into very like funk. Oh, we get into such. Just nothing's changed. And so I will usually bring something up of like, hey, we are off or mm-hmm. I need this or whatever. Um, and those can be hard. But then we also have had the other hard topic conversations of what is our marriage going to look like? And yeah. what is, you know, I think it's really important if you are in a new relationship or a, you know, developing relationship or whatever. Don't fear away from the hard conversations, the hard mm-hmm. topics. Uh, unfortunately for us, a lot of our hard topics did have to do with previous relationships yeah. because we were both in very, true. very serious relationships. So that's never easy. It's like, but as a human being, you can only hold it in so long and then it just brought up more issues. So like if there's stuff to be ha- said about the past or hashed out, say it and then you have to be done with it. And that's like my own advice. I have like, to myself, because as Casey knows, like yeah. sometimes I'm not done with it because of my own issues. And then it just festers in your relationship. Mm-hmm. And you're like, there's a reason why we are together. And yeah. so, yeah. Okay. This is something you, how do you deal with family not being supportive of your relationship? 
How do I do a family not supporting? How how to deal with family not being supportive of your relationship? Because you kind of dealt with that with the past. Um, yeah, it's because a lot of times you're like family. Sometimes they, you know, they don't want to tell you the truth. You know, they see you supposedly happy and you're excited with this relationship but they have a different angle on it and they might they they probably see things that you you've never picked up on yeah that's probably yeah this so it's yeah that's that's a funny question i was gonna say i don't want to sound like i want to be supportive of the individual who asked this question but also don't don't under is undermine the right word like don't undermine the opinions yeah. of your family and friends about your relationship because mm-hmm. sometimes they might be seeing something you're not. Yeah. I'm speaking from total experience. You can get so just lost in, you know, yeah. just the love aspect of it mm-hmm. and, you know, this is it type of thing. But it's always good to have another view, opinion. Yeah on what mm-hmm. and it doesn't have necessarily it can be good or it can be bad exactly. it I'd doesn't say, it, and it's ask not, your family you know yeah. genuinely be like why don't you support it and if it's yeah. just kind of like a oh I have a weird feeling or whatever mm-hmm. that might be something else if they have a con- like a concrete or a constructive thing that they can tell you I think that's yeah. different um but not that your family wasn't supportive but they because your family is amazing and they were not going to tell you mm-hmm. but then it was like once it was over it was kind of like yeah then things came out and it's like but we have friends sometimes that are like, oh, should we yeah. tell them? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and so don't overlook those outside opinions. But also remember, they are outside opinions. They mm-hmm. don't know what's happening behind closed doors. I've even had friends that we wondered, you know, is this relationship going to work? But we also didn't know what they were like behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. And they turned out to have incredible relationships Could behind be totally closed doors. They people. just, around people, choose to kind of just be nonchalant. I mean, I feel like some people probably questioned us because you would never have known we were dating. Mm. So ask yourself, this sounds so bad also, you know in your heart why they're not supportive. And if you know the answer to why they're not supportive, then that's when you have to ask yourself. You don't want to be convincing people your whole life, and are you trying to convince yourself? Because Mm -hmm. It's a lot of work. Yeah, I was in a situation where my they were supportive my friends and family were supportive because they loved me but they would have rather a different outcome and they're very happy with my decision and nothing against my past it was just you know when we're young Mm -hmm. and it's hard and you're going through a lot and so yeah don't overlook that but um also you know your relationship better than anybody yeah just be honest with yourself and make sure that you're getting what you need out of the relationship um, what advice do you have for strong couples that aren't ready for marriage quite yet? Sounds like us. Yeah. Well, you, I'm sure you were probably ready for marriage, but yeah. I wasn't. I would say enjoy the relationship, but keep asking the questions. Keep learning. Yeah. Um, still, I'd still learn from you. Every, yeah. You know. I think that was one thing with us. Like, a lot of our walls didn't come down until you know, engagement came yeah. up. You know, like the, once we got engaged, shit, more things, shit gets real. Yeah. More things opened up. Mm-hmm. And I think it would have been, I, I think in hindsight, if we weren't going to get married or if we were going to wait longer, mm-hmm. have those conversations, yeah. you know, get to know each other as best as you can. And I don't think that marriage is the end all be all. I don't think that has to be, yeah. that's not the written path for a lot of people. Just, yeah, I think I mean, if you're a strong a couple, celebration if you really look at it. Yeah. I mean, if you're just we, a for us, it was it was definitely not married. I mean, and you're happy. I mean, if you don't feel like getting married, don't get married. Yeah, but my advice would be to continue just asking questions. Out, just missing out on an awesome party. <laughs> Our marriage meant so much more than a party. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my advice is ask the hard questions. I think that that's. I, yeah. I think communication is huge. I even think that, like, going to couples therapy would be so awesome just to have somebody else bring up these things that you don't have, the you know, yeah. in your routine every day. 
All right, last one. Biggest pet peeves about each other, and then what you love most about each other. Biggest pet peeve. You can never keep your shoes clean. I can never keep my shoes clean. That is probably the best pet peeve you could have had for me. <laughs> I love you. You guys, I am a hot mess. I feel so bad. Casey's definitely a clean human being. I have hot corners everywhere. You guys. That would be my second one. My hot corners. You cannot look at this office. <laughs> this is me looking around. If you guys office. have seen my story, you know that my office has Christmas pillows in it. It has Caden's Mama Roo. It has a swing. Old it, printer. You want me to toss that? Yeah, or offer it up or donate it. Does it work? I don't know. I think so. <laughs> um, what are my pet peeves, though? I would say... I don't know. There's a list of them. There is not. Just pick a couple. All right. That concludes <laughs> this week's No, okay. This is so dumb. This is episode. so dumb. And it's, I'm such a messy person. I don't know why. Every morning you leave your breakfast plate in the sink, and that bothers me. Uh, really? Yeah. Good. Well, I just need to make breakfast earlier then. So I have time to clean <laughs> off the plate. I don't know why. And really? Maybe, yeah, and maybe it's because I'm I'm pissed off at Caden for something, and I'm washing his bottle, and Chevy That's just funny. did something, and I now I just want to just keep doing that. <laughs> okay, but now what's your what's your, what do you love most about me? What I love most about you? Yeah, you're a hell of a cook. Thanks. A hell I of a cook. I appreciate that. I mean, that's not my Something that I mean, honestly, this was I was mind blown when we first moved in with each other. The amount of things that you do around the house. Just because that's who you are. Like, the garbages, the... Like, there's no... Um, what's the... Like, male-female roles? Yeah. Like, that was something I remember we moved in, and I was like, oh my gosh, is this real? Like, he'll just go and grab the vacuum. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't know. That, I, I just... Clean. I had never lived with somebody, so I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. But I think that I just... I lived with all my girlfriends. We had a chore chart. Like, I just wasn't used to... Mm. Oh, it's Tuesday night. I'm going to quickly grab it. I guess a lot of it, too. I just brought up, I mean, Pappy would always... Yeah, your dad is awesome. Vacuum and mom. And mom I think my mom still cleans the floor, the kitchen floor, on her hands and knees with a rag in a bucket. Yeah. I think Pappy's bought her multiple mops and she just won't use it. Like She's old school. Yeah. So I think that's, I think with their like weekend cleanings, yeah. I think that's what kind of trained me into... Because your dad, every Sunday, he vacuums. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably Well, guys, awesome. yeah, thank you so much. I know. Great we, questions. Yeah, we didn't dive in depth on too many of them just because I wanted to try and tackle more questions because, I don't know, being able to kind of help you guys, hopefully, but also let you guys get to know us better. Um, I think, bottom line, you guys know literally it sits over our bed is I don't want easy, I want crazy. And I think with any relationship, uh, you know best, like you know your heart, um, and not that every moment needs to be hard, you guys. If you have an easy moment, that does not mean you're taking the wrong path. I think that for us, when we get too complacent, that's when we're like, okay, things feel great, but check in with each other. Mm -hmm. And I think especially in this last year, whether you ended a relationship because you noticed things that you weren't happy with, because obviously you were spending more time with that individual, maybe maybe you started a new relationship. Um, one thing that I have told so many people, and Casey and I talk about it, who do you show up as on your first date? I think that is so important to remember. Mm -hmm. I love that I now have more comfort with Casey. Like, I don't want to go back and have that, like, you know... I guess, anxious nervousness of not feeling comfortable with him. But who, like, what version of yourself do you show up as, mm -hmm. you know? And I think that's really important to remember or to at least try and come back to every once in a while. Because if you're coming home to a crying baby and a really frustrated wife, you know, that's not Casey's fault. And that's where I need to, I need to always consciously make sure that when he walks in the door, I'm not, like, directing that anger and frustration towards him. Mm -hmm. It's more just like, oh my gosh, me and more, you're home. Like, mm -hmm. you know, and he can tell I'm defeated, but 
um, yeah, ask yourself, you know, who do you, sh- what version of yourself do you show up as on a first date or even on a job interview, right? It's typically the best version of ourself. And if you are in a marriage or a relationship that maybe just kind of feels blah or you feel like it needs something, ask yourself if you are being the best for that person. And then same thing for them because it's a two-way street. So anyways, we love you guys. It is way past our bedtime. Yep. <laughs> but we appreciate this. Thank you guys if you do follow me over on Instagram and you were part of asking these questions. Um, as always, I yeah, just love you guys so much. And do you want to do that? Thank you guys and make it a great day. <laughs> See you guys in the next one. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. Your continued support means more than you know. If you enjoyed today's podcast, it would be greatly appreciated if you could leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast, as well as screenshot this episode and share it on your social media. I would like to thank each and every one of you, as well as my editor and producer, Michael, for making this podcast possible. I appreciate each of you so much. And if you'd like to know more about me or follow me on other social medias, you can find me on all platforms at Carly Andell. Thank you again, and I'll catch you in the next episode.